welcome to the nerd party. Maximum warp. Punch it. Punch it. Punch it, Bishop. Punch it. Punch that shit. Let's punch it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 24 of Punch It. My name is Charlene Schmidt, and with me, as always, really is... Tristan Riddell. <gasps> Tristan! You are back! We had Philip Gilfus fill in last week when you couldn't make it at the very last moment, so thanks again, Philip, for doing that. We had a fantastic time writing some Babylon 5 stuff on the fly, but it is good to see your face again, sir. Well, it is good to be back, and uh, it's so great that Phil could fill in for me. <laughs> ah, you're so funny! <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Um, yeah, no, you guys did great. Uh, the chemistry was great, and um, Philip Gilfus is a fantastic podcaster, and, and everybody should go to thenerdparty.com and check out his Star Trek show called SETI Alpha 3, which is a great general Star Trek show. And it has Darren Moser and Daniel Prue on it as well. So please go to thenerdparty.com and check out SETI Alpha 3. And uh, also, you should check out this show. Oh, wait, you already are. Shar, what are we going to talk about this week? Today, we are going to go back to our roots. Every once in a while, we just need some comfort food, right? So we are going to write an episode of Star Trek on the fly. It's something that we've been doing for so long. I mean, we did it ad nauseum with Voyager when we did To the Journey, and now we've branched out and done just about every other aspect of Star Trek. And so we're just going to do that today. We have no idea which series we're going to do. We have no idea which uh, time period it's going to take place in. The universe is our oyster here. We can do anything. It's true. Like, you and I have not developed anything. Like, normally we have kind of, maybe like one of us has a vague idea of maybe we should do a Deep Space Nine story, or maybe this week we should do an Enterprise story and focus on the Bacula. You know, something like that. But this (laughs) week we generally... Bacula time. I know, right? We genuinely have no idea. But as you were speaking, Char, as you were talking about what we've done in the past and everything like that, you know what? Maybe, maybe today, maybe this episode can be Punch It's revival back into Star Trek Voyager. (gasps) Say what now? Oh my gosh, okay. We have been putting this off, I would say with some level of intention for quite a while, just to take a little bit of a break, but you know what? Yeah, if we're going to dig back into our roots, let's do it full throttle. Voyager! Yeah, I love it! I mean, of all the casts, I think this is the one that we know and uh, have the most experience with in this aspect, as far as writing stories goes, than any of the others. So why don't we? Definitely, definitely. And I think we should. I, I, it's uh, And speaking of what we've done before, because we used to host a show called To the Journey, which was a Star Trek Voyager show, I believe that we have a new uh, five-star review. Indeed, we do. And we need to thank somebody by the name of Jugger Scott who followed us over from To The Journey and is now listening to Punch It, gave us a five-star rating and a wonderful review. So thank you very much, uh, sir or lady, for doing that. We very much appreciate it. And if you out there have not written us a review in iTunes, we would really appreciate that because it helps other listeners find their podcast. And, of course, we want to add more and more to the nerd party, the more the merrier. Yes? Yes. 
Yeah, that said, Voyager, back to the Delta Quadrant we go. It's like we never left. <laughs> it's true. Sometimes it does feel that way, and in a good way, because because we did so many episodes of To the Journey. We did 190, is that right? Correct. 190. It feels like we never left because we always have those memories. I mean, there's a there's 175 shows of Voyager. I always get that number wrong. I always get that wrong. Uh, not quite. I think 172. That's just off of my memory, though. Okay. Well, it's around that area. So please, everybody, <laughs> give us some slack. Yeah, please don't slam down the nerd card and say, no, you're wrong. <laughs> but yeah, so like there's so many episodes of Voyager to pull from. And there's so many episodes of To the Journey to pull from that it never really leaves us. And so even though I feel that way, it is nice to come back. It is nice to do this on the Nerd Party Network. And I have no idea where to go. So yeah, the whiteboard is an absolute blank, squeaky clean, clear state. I mean, I don't know if I've seen it this white, stark white. It is just like, it's it's hurting my eyes. It's so bright. Well, let's go ahead and fill it up. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it now before I go blind. Okay, so Voyager. We are going in absolutely blind, as we mentioned, writing this on the fly. I'm thinking, I want to know what you think about doing maybe earlier Voyager episode as opposed to a later Voyager. Okay. All right. I'd be down for that. Let's say pre-Seven of Nine. Sounds good. Okay. Just, just I don't know. I'm spitballing. I have no, no real reason. Go with it. No, let's go with it. Okay. <laughs> so like, the first person that popped in my head... And may maybe because we kind of shied away from doing this because she was the captain, but maybe we could do a Janeway-centric story. Okay, why don't we? That sounds really good. That makes me want to venture into really early Voyager territory, seasons one or two, where... Ooh, you gasped. Do you have an idea? I kind of do have an idea, but I didn't want to interrupt you because I wanted you to keep going. No, no. You kept saying early Janeway and, you know, like early season one, maybe season two and everything like that. I was thinking, why not go even earlier? And what if we write an episode where she is notified that she gets the Voyager as a command? Oh, oh, that is so much better than the very vague idea that I was conjuring up, which is where I was thinking we could start to explore a little bit of the loneliness that manifests within Janeway as things sort of settle on Voyager. The reality of the situation sinks in. But no, yours is way more exciting and it's a lot fresher. Let's do yours. <laughs> I, knew, <laughs> I knew you were going to talk about the lonely aspect of, of Janeway. You love to make Janeway suffer. <laughs> I don't mean to be a sadist toward Janeway. It's just that's sort of just the reality of her situation. I mean, she is at the very top. Yes, she does have Chakotay as a confidant, but there are a lot of burdens that she carries on her own. It just, that's what seems to ring true for me with her. But let's go to your idea where we have, I would say, a much maybe, maybe even a happier Janeway, a more optimistic Janeway, a very uh, somewhat untainted by the Delta Quadrant Janeway at this point. No, I th Yeah, I think that's a very great area to fill because... I was always fascinated by, I mean, like, we, we used to talk about these novels all the time. I was always fascinated by Star Trek Voyager Pathways and Star Trek Voyager Mosaics because of how it delves deep into the past of these characters. And with Star Trek Mosaics, like, you and I, 
love that novel. It's, it deals with all of Janeway's life, and I know that it dealt with uh, her getting Voyager, but I cannot remember how that happened. So I feel like, do you remember how that happened? Because I'm fine with completely contradicting the novel. <laughs> yes, and I think we should. And here's the thing is I do not know if it is explicitly written out like that moment when Janeway gets command. So, I mean, it's been a little while since I've read it, probably a good year. It kind of skips, I think, maybe a little bit before and a little bit after, and then, boom, she's on Voyager. Yeah. So, new territory, and if it does contradict the book, well, that's okay. (laughs) This is our version. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Like, it's it's, it's a novel, you know, it's not like it was shown on screen, and so even though it was written by Jerry Taylor... And she has made many elements of the novel canon. Let's not get bogged in the details of what is canon and what is not. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. Okay. So, I'm trying to remember how long Janeway has held the rank of captain prior to getting Voyager. I mean, I think it's kind of a newer thing, but I'm not sure if Voyager is the first ship she has command of. Was there one more? Or am I muddling other ideas with the actual canon at this point? It's hard to remember what was addressed and what wasn't because yes. what did she do on the Albatani? She served with Owen Paris, but I don't think She was the sci- she was a science officer though, right? Yes, that's what she was. Yes. Yes, yeah, that's right. Like uh, Owen Paris was the captain of the Albatani. She was the chief science officer and Okay. I think they even talked about that in Shattered. Yeah, they talked about it in Caretaker, Live Fast and Prosper, and Shattered. I know they did it in Shattered. Okay. And if I'm remembering correctly, because even though I didn't really like Live Fast and Prosper that much, (laughs) I do remember that Neelix talked a lot about Catherine Janeway because, you know, like those people, like those charlatans uh, were uh, asking Neelix, like, tell me everything you know about Janeway. And I think... She served on the Albatani right before she came on Voyager. You think so? But hmm. then, I don't know, that might contradict what was said in Shattered because I think they said that the Albatani was her first ship assignment. Okay, no. Um, she, I think, she commanded the USS Billings. That's what I'm thinking of. Was that? Okay, are you sure? Yes, I'm looking at Wikipedia right now. It says, while in her first year as a commander aboard the USS Billings. A commander, not the commander. So she's not, well, I mean, she might be a commander and captaining that ship. You know, she still might be the head of that vessel. But as a captain, we could say that Janeway was newly promoted before accepting Voyager. Well, okay, but... In this scenario, whenever somebody takes the captain's seat, they have to be offered a ship. That's how that's how we know it. Now, it could work differently, but how we know it as fans, like Riker is a big reference. Mm, it's true. He's a commander. He's the first officer of the Enterprise, and they offer him a captain's seat, but he doesn't take it. So he doesn't get to have the rank of captain and not take the ship. Okay, you make a very good point, and the information on Wikipedia is so vague And actually, it's not Wikipedia, it's uh, Memory Alpha, (laughs) sorry. It's so vague that it does not say whether she was the first officer or what she was, just commander on the billings, that's it. Yeah. Okay, so how about this? Like, let's just, without getting too far into the weeds, which we might have been done already. Yeah, uh, (laughs) we did. Let us 
like let's say that she was a commander say that like uh it doesn't say if she was a first officer or not let's say she was let's say she was a first officer okay let's just go with that uh, with the of the uss billings and so she is doing something on the billings and then she gets promoted and they offer her the captaincy okay so do we want to start out this story where she is uh she was promoted she was just promoted as a result of whatever cool thing she did with the USS Billings and is now just about to be offered Voyager. And also we have to remember, she is also fairly newly engaged at this point to Mark. That's right. So, I mean, things are looking pretty good in her world. Now, uh, one thing that I want to, I want to point out is that I completely forgot about this, but she talks about the Billings uh, in the episode night, which is one of your favorite episodes. Yes. And this is what, memory beta says during one mission under her command janeway sent an away team to perform a survey of a volcanic moon via shuttlecraft while performing the mission the shuttle was then damaged by a magma eruption and three crewmen were injured as a result the following day janeway took out a shuttle and performed the mission herself can we use this well this has this kind of it falls into her reputation of always wanting to not necessarily be the hero, but more of the martyr where she is not, she alone is going to try to write a situation that she feels responsible and guilty for as a result of her command decisions. Okay. Let's go with something like this. So, okay. And and tell me if you want to go in a different direction, but this is what's kind of coursing through my veins right now. So say it's right after this. Okay. It is right after the situation happened. And she gets sent home. Okay. The mm. the captain of the USS Billings is super pissed. And he doesn't dismiss her. He gives her an assignment that's going to take her off of the ship. Maybe he reassigns her and, like, sends her back to Earth. I like this idea, but I want to make one slight alteration. Maybe it's not the captain of the Billings. It's Starfleet Command that's making her... It's a mandatory trip home because she needs to recuperate. She needs some time off. She's maybe been out in space for quite a while. And damn it, just spend some time with your fiancé and your puppy. Oh, okay. Let me twist that even more because I like that. Okay. It's Yeah, it's Starfleet headquarters. Like, okay, so she just does this. And the, the captain's pissed. And he says, he's like, I'm filing a report with Starfleet headquarters about this situation and whatever happens is out of my hands. And she's like, fine, I respect that. And then he gets a notification that's unrelated to the situation, but he doesn't tell Catherine that. And so her entire trip home, she's wondering if she's going to get court-martialed or if she's going to get fired, if she's going to lose her, her whatever, but it's actually about Voyager. And she's actually getting like a commendation and therefore a promotion. For something else. Yeah. I, I say for something else. And maybe this event puts Voyager into question. How when so? When she gets there. Well, okay. So, like, like when you get a captaincy, it's got to be in the works for a long time. You know, like, there's a list True. of candidates. They go, like, okay, who would be good? Like, who's a first officer right now? Who would be good for this captaincy? And one person or a couple people go, hey, you know, that that commander uh, Catherine Janeway she's she's a spitfire you know she's uh, she's got a good head on her shoulders 
And they're like, oh, yeah, let's, uh, I don't know why they're from the 50s, but let's go. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> Golly gee whiz. Gee willikers. And so they do that and they they send a message, priority one, to the captain of the Billings. And it happens at the same time as the message that he releases comes in, like that Starfleet HQ comes in. And so he says, he's like, they want you. And they're not telling me why, but they want you to come back to Earth. And she says, is, has this anything to do with the shuttlecraft incident? He's like, I don't know. You're going to have to find out yourself. And so by the time she gets there, and we can fill in all the gaps in between. By the sure. time she gets there, she goes, she's like, what's this about? And he's like, well, Starfleet HQ says, well, we were going to offer you a commendation. We we're going to offer you Voyager. But this shuttlecraft incident is raising some questions. Yes, because... Both the captain of the USS Billings as well as Starfleet Command is really, frankly, concerned at her, I don't know, her almost immediate ability to just want to sacrifice herself so quickly. Catherine, do you have a death wish? Did you consider every other option before you decided to do this? Why did you take this route? This has them second guessing giving her the command. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay, that's, that's really good. And so, essentially, maybe Catherine has to... I don't know if she has to defend herself or justify herself even, but she needs to reevaluate and somehow get it across to Starfleet that, yes, she is ready for the captain's seat because this Intrepid-class ship sounds amazing. It's like a dream come true for her. It's a science vessel. What more of a perfect match do you want? She yeah. has to have it. It's hers. But we got to get her there. Yeah. And we, I guess we're already writing it. Like, we don't have to do scene for scene. We can just throw out some concepts if we want. Yeah. Well, we need to add a little more, too. I think, honestly, Catherine at first is surprised at mm-hmm. the reaction. but And then also, she, then she gets really pissed. Like, what was I supposed to do? I think maybe she even has a little bit of an outburst with Starfleet Brass when they're questioning her, saying... Do you have any suggestions as to what maybe I should have done in that situation? And they talk about how, like, being a hothead and having a shuttle is a lot different than being a hothead and having a starship. Right. And you've got to have a very cool level head as the captain of a vessel. And she was doing so good up to this one incident. But this one thing really seemed to bring out a different side of her that just... Hmm. Yeah. And then they talk about how... Ooh, you know, we could also bring up the whole thing where after her father died, she was really depressed. You could potentially uh, bring that into play, too, where, you know, mentally, do you take things too hard? Are, is, does guilt manifest itself too heavily? What if you are in a situation where you, or actually, as a captain, you are going to lose people. How are mm. you going to deal with that? I like that approach. But I I think it needs to be indirect. Like, they can't bring up her father. But I think what they they can't bring up any any kind of counseling that she went through. But they can indirectly bring it up where she... Like, I like that line where it says, like, as a captain, you're going to lose people. Yeah, they could just keep it like that. And then maybe that gets her thinking about her dad and everything else. It's just all going to hit her at once. Yeah, and they say something to the effect of, we know that you have lost people before people closer to you than just a crewman you know something like that Uh uh-huh okay yeah sure her fiance and in this shuttlecraft incident 
people were only injured, what would you have done if they were killed? And they're like, we were fine with everything that happened prior, but with this, we're not quite sure if we can give you the command of Voyager, especially because of its first mission is for somebody that you know. Mm, yes, yes, Mr. Tuvok. He's going to be there and they know that these guys have a tight relationship. What if she were to lose Tuvok? What then? Okay, I'm trying to remember. Did Tuvok go missing before or after she accepted the captaincy? Oh, it's fairly tough to know. Because how would have that work? She goes to Tom and says, mm-hmm. my chief of security has gone missing. Has she been on Voyager for just a little while? So I guess maybe we can't use Tuvok. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I mean, unless this was really recent, like three weeks in, Tuvok goes missing or something. You know, maybe they're breaking Voyager in. You know, they're having the shakedown crews where they're just, you know, they're picking up gaseous anomalies and monitoring space things and conducting science and just... If that's the case, then we can't use Tuvok as a part of the story of him getting going missing. We can't use him in, in our episode if that's the case either way. Mm. So, ah, crap. Mm. How, how can we dangle the carrot of Tuvok? Ooh, what if, what if um, we use Tuvok in a, way, in a different way? So not as a motivation, but as a puzzle piece where okay. she says, yes, sometimes I take things into my own hands. You know, sometimes I, I have to get the job done myself but after my crew was injured, it was just a shuttlecraft and me. On a ship, I'm not going to be alone. On a ship, I'll have my command crew. I'll have my own command crew. What if I prove to you that I can do this by getting the best crew that I could possibly get together? Tuvok is one of those ships that she throws down saying, you know, what if my chief of security, the person who is besides me, is responsible for the security of the ship that I'd be in command is a one of your is a very decorated officer or something like that. Tuvok gets brought into the conversation because let's say Owen Paris is in this meeting and he knows Janeway's extensive relationship with Tuvok yeah. and he knows that Tuvok is Janeway's conscience. So maybe there's a little bit of a stipulation where toward the end here you'll get command of Voyager as long as Tuvok is a member of your senior staff. You need him. He must come with you. Well, I mean, But maybe with Tuvok, there's a little bit of a, a caveat there where he knows that he's going to be away from home a lot. He's got grandbabies right now, and he was actually looking forward to spending a lot more time on Vulcan, quite honestly, and Janeway has to convince him to come with her. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, as, as long as we go the route of Tuvok can't be a burden to Janeway, where, it, like, it can't be a, a chip for, for them to use, saying, like, like, okay, you can go, but you, you gotta, you gotta have Tuvok, and it's the whole captain, like, oh my god, really, you're gonna choose him for me? Because they're already friends, they're already really close friends. Yes. So, yeah, I, I, I like the route of, you have to convince him to go, because we don't exactly know. When did he come back? <laughs> when did Tuvok come back? Oh, golly gee whiz. All these questions. Was that in Pathways, by chance? It wasn't. It wasn't Pathways. Yeah. 
because oh, he does gosh. he does talk about how he left Starfleet for a long time and came back. Right, which is why he was still a lieutenant slash lieutenant commander, even though he's uh, not an older Vulcan, but certainly he would have risen up in the ranks much more over the years if he had stayed. Okay, it looks like he was. It looks like he had a lot of assignments in between when he came back and when he went to Voyager. Okay, so he hopped around from ship to ship quite a bit. Yeah. So is that an incentive then for Janeway? She won't let him get transferred anymore. Okay, I think we're focusing too much on Tuvok now. Okay. I do. I think, we're, I, think, I, think, I think we need to back off. And I like the idea of, you. like, if he was missing, I like the idea of using him as a plot point where she needed to go find her friend. But now that Canon has established that he has not gone missing yet... We can't use him, and I think mm-hmm. it just gets too complicated for her to like try to go and convince him, and we don't know where he is. Okay, okay. But I like the idea of like creating a crackerjack team. But how can we? What's the? We have a lot of talking. We have a lot of debate back and forth. We have some action at the beginning with the moon and the shuttle reaction and everything like that. But where can we add more drama? Where can we bring in yeah. a little bit more excitement? Well, yeah, we need to really rise up the action to where we need to take some action. Yeah, how can we do that with this type of situation here? What if their compromise is, okay, we'll give you a shakedown mission on Voyager before we give you your, your real first assignment to prove that you can do it? Okay. Yeah, and usually that happens with a newly commissioned ship anyway, but it's somewhat probationary maybe for Janeway just to prove that this is a good fit. Otherwise, maybe they give her a little more time as a first officer on another ship, and then they reconsider down the line. Yeah. Yes. You know, there's no hurry. I like that idea. So what is, or is that a slap in the face? Well, no, I think if you frame it a certain way, like I wanted to add one quick more thing where Starfleet Command wants to give her this ship. They know of her love for science. They know that she has the aptitude for command. They just don't know if she's completely ready yet. So they need to be assured that this is going to be the case. This is her test. Mm -hmm. So here's our action is the test. Something's got to happen on the shakedown. I like showcasing HQ in a little bit more positive light where they go like, listen, we are behind you. Okay. We have followed your career. We're a big fan of your career. And Admiral Owen Paris speaks so highly of you. Maybe, oh, 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 he's the one who comes in. They have the meeting. They're going back and forth. And HQ is like, like, we don't know what we're going to do. Catherine, we don't know if we can continue with this. I think we're going to have to take the chair back. We wanted to give it to you. But with this this new situation, I think you need some more time. The door is open. Admiral Paris (laughs) struts in. And say, I think you ought to reconsider. And then kind of like lays down Catherine Janeway's resume. Yeah. Of she's done this. She's done this. She's done this. I think you ought to reconsider. Yeah. And that like everybody stands to attention because this admiral walks in the door. Total hero moment. Right. Yeah. And he's so highly respected. Of course, they're going to take his opinion into account. Yeah. And they, they said they're like, okay, because of the admiral's sterling recommendation... We shall give Commander Janeway a chance and a uh, probationary assignment on USS Voyager. And uh, what if they say that, yes, but the Admiral has to be with you or something like that? Now, see, that does feel a little 
Does that feel too condescending? A little bit. Yes. No, I think she goes off. They evaluate when it's done. All right. We'll do it that way. It sounded wrong right right when I said it. (laughs) So what is the mission? And I say that like Tuvok has to be on board like right away. And she's like, okay, I got to create, I got to make my command crew. I agree. And we don't really want to go into too much detail about that, right? No, no, because that's a whole different story. Uh, (laughs) I think the main thing, like I say we get Stadi and we get Tuvok. Those are the two people that we see her get. And then maybe, yeah, just Starfleet assigns the rest, Cavett, that a-hole medical guy (laughs) running the sick (laughs) pay who deserved to die. But it's a skeleton skeleton crew. Uh, Yeah. You know, like it's not a... yeah, they don't need a whole lot. Maybe Samantha Wildman is there even. No, that oh, that would be that would be nice. That would be Wouldn't that be cute? That would be really great. That would be a nice fan service moment. Yeah, they're on some sort of scientific expedition, but I do think we need to add an element of danger, so I think they need to be maybe in hostile territory. Maybe Ooh. uh Ooh. you know, is it close to Cardassian space? Where is it? Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm I'm I'm. What are you, what are you I have, thinking? I have the beginnings of an idea. Okay, so it's gotta be Cardassian or Maquis related. It's gotta be right. It's gotta be. Yeah, things tensions are high with the Cardassians. Maybe that's how they lose Tuvok, is during this mission. Instead of on the Maquis ship, because we're led to believe that he's undercover. Y- yes, yes, no, y- but that's how that's how he gets that way. Like that's her, that is her saving the day, is her saying, <gasps> oh. okay, Tuvok, you have to go <laughs> undercover. <laughs> Okay, that's not where I was going to go at all. I was thinking she does not know why Tuvok has disappeared, but Tuvok at this point is already planning. He's on an, uh, his own little mission to disappear. And uh, meanwhile, the Maquis ship is, n- is nearby. He manages to somehow slink away and go undercover on Chakotay's ship. Wait, how is that related to Voyager? How, how is that related to our story? Say that again. Tuvok has his orders and Janeway does ah. not know about them. Janeway does not know about Tuvok's undercover assignment. Okay. She does not know why he's gone. But when does he leave? During the assignment? Before the assignment? I would say during the assignment when things get a little turbulent, when her attention is elsewhere. Maybe there's some sort of circumstance that allows this to seem plausible without too much question. I don't know. We need to maybe map this out. But if we're in hostile territory... That seems really complicated. I like the idea if it was all about that. But because we have so much stuff wrapped in, hear me out, because this this might be a a simpler thing. And this might serve both masters here. All right, so we don't know what the mission is yet. But how it ends is that, okay, so we got Stadi, we got Wildman, we've got Tuvok and a handful of other people that we see from the pilot. You know, that'd be fun. How she gains trust with HQ and how she shows innovative thinking is she's willing to quote unquote sacrifice one of her friends and one of her officers, not in the way of death, but she says, okay, Tuvok, what you have to do is you have to go undercover as a Maquis, get recruited on a ship and send us back Intel. And so she does that. Tuvok agrees and she goes back to HQ and they go, where the heck is your chief security officer? And she says, this is what I did. And he's already given us fantastic intel on the Maquis and its movements. I love it. And they're like, mm-hmm. you did that with him? Right. And that alone is convincing. 
because she sent away one of her closest friends into who knows what kind of harm and, of course, potentially death. Right. And so because she showed that she was willing to do that, HQ was like, okay, maybe we were wrong about you. And this this was a cool, level-headed decision. This was out-of-the-box thinking. Big time. But you pulled it off and you sacrificed your own feelings in order to get it done. Yeah. So what? Like, so let, if you like that, let's yeah. work backwards. What's the mission? I think it has something to... Like, you said something with the Cardassians. And what if Janeway has to show the Cardassians that they're willing to play ball? That the Cardassians are, like, are super pissed. Like, maybe since it's a science vessel, it has to go to, like, a scanning mission and figure out where the Maquis are, and they just can't pull it off. Like, even though it's an advanced starship, it's still not enough to figure out where the Maquis are. The Cardassians are getting pissed. And so they're getting pissed that Starfleet is not doing enough to keep their own house in order. And so as a sign of good faith, she's like, okay, I'm going to send one of my own men to infiltrate the Maquis. And the Cardassians are impressed. And she's already started getting intel when he did it. What do you think of something like that? Hmm. Yeah, I kind of like that. But we do need to remember that this is a science vessel. Well, that's why I did the whole scanning thing. You know, like it it goes and it's... Sure. Yeah, okay. Just maybe, I don't know, maybe we need to just... uh okay kick that up just a little bit more of a notch i mean maybe there's something special in this particular part that's maybe on the ver the very edge you know it's veering on actually being in cardassian territory we know the borders but voyager i mean you know the cardassians are like uh hey what are you doing over there you're getting a little too close back off and meanwhile janeway has to stand her ground and say no look we're looking into whatever this is and we are not doing any harm. We are not in your territory. Blah, 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 blah. I still think it needs to be linked somehow. It needs to be linked to the Maquis in some fashion, right? Like, I'm, all, I'm yeah. fine with sciencing it up. I'm, like, I'm fine with making it more science-y. But I th- what we need to do then is we need to figure out some sort of scientific connection mm-hmm. and associate that Ooh, with the Maquis okay. activity. Oh, okay. What if the Maquis were experimenting with something where it's no longer just run and gun, where... It's not just guerrilla tactics anymore. Maybe they're, maybe they got a hold of some technology and they're not quite sure what it is. They needed a sci- they need a science vessel. They mm. need someone who can understand the technology, and it's Federation based. And so the Cardassians don't completely understand that they got a Federation signature, but they don't quite understand what the wavelengths mean. You know, blah 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 blah, sciency sciency. And so Janeway was sent to understand it because. You know, oh, Janeway, didn't you do your dissertation on this? Oh, yes, I did. You know, and, you know, stuff like that. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I like that idea of the Maquis have something that the Cardassians don't recognize. And Starfleet's not entirely sure of what it is either. They've managed to develop something, Mm -hmm. something innovative and new that may be a potential threat to them both. And so with the most advanced uh, scientific equipment, in the fleet with the new newest science vessel, Voyager is out there to figure out what it is. And this can add another layer to Janeway showing that she's worthy of being captain where she's able to admit she doesn't know. She can't figure it out, but she can figure out a way to figure it out. And that's by sending Tuvok to become an undercover agent. And that's the real nature of, uh, of him being an undercover agent. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I also like how that will show off. Janeway is really good at thinking mm-hmm. on her feet. She is a problem solver at heart. 
I mean, she's a scientist. That's what she does. But she can also translate that to good command. Boom. Bam. She's worthy. There you go. Episode. There's an outline for a, a story. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't fill in all the blanks, but we didn't have to. This is a first draft. <laughs> and we did it in 40 minutes. So suck it. <laughs> and and one thing that we love to do when we do an episode on the fly is leave it up to you guys on what we should call it. What's a great yeah. Voyager name for this episode? Yes, we need a title. So everybody go contact us on Twitter. My handle is oh the profanity. Tristan, where can they hit you up? You can find me personally on Twitter at the Insane Robin. You can also hit up the network Twitter at Join Nerd Party, and please go to thenerdparty.com/contact, select punch it from the drop-down menu, and fill out the form. Send us a message, and uh, if we get a lot of them, we'll read some of them on air, or we'll pick our favorite one. And uh, you can also uh, find us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash/thenerdparty. Please give us a like, give us a follow. And uh, yes, as we mentioned at the top of the show, please give us a review. If you give us a five-star review on iTunes, we'll mention you on the show. Absolutely. I tell you what, Tristan, that just, this feels like home. Voyager is still home. Yes, it's like wrapping yourself up in a warm blanket. It really is on just those brutally bitter winter's nights. (laughs) So comforting. That was a lot of fun. And next week, we're going to do something entirely different. But whatever it is... We're going to punch it. Darn right. Ready for warp, sir. Let's punch it. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.